Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We are your hosts, James and Anthony. This episode will be on The Rings of Power, episodes one and two. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show and welcome back to Middle Earth. Amazon just released the first two episodes of their massive Lord of the Rings franchise TV show. And I think they're off to a pretty good start. I think that it's an impressive, visually stunning feast of the eyes. Terrific score from Bear McCready, who I really like. He's done Outlander. Uh, the, task, the cast is very talented. All the actors uh, have been doing a very good job in their roles. I think all in all, it's a, it's a good start for the franchise. It wasn't quite what I was expecting in good ways and in bad ways, but I think it's a solid start for the show. Yeah, uh, it's Bear McCreary. Bear, Bear McCreary, sorry. Bear, and Howard Shore actually did the opening so- opening credits song, which we saw in episode two that went along with their opening credits sequence. And overall, I think it's a pretty good show. And, you know, it's it's a tough task to take on Lord of the Rings and make something that's not just loyal to Tolkien and to the fan base because Lord of the Rings fans are intense. And we're huge Lord of the Rings fans, mostly the movies. We've read the books, but we're more just massive fans of the Lord of the Rings trilogy that Peter Jackson made. And, you know, I think the best way to enjoy this show is to just try not to compare it to Peter Jackson's movies because I think that's what people are doing. And it's you know, there's a lot of divisiveness about this show right now. On IMDb, it's at a 6.2, which I think is kind of fair. Oh, they released it? Yeah, they released the IMDb today. It's at uh, Friday morning. It's at 6.2. I would give the show like a 6.5, personally 6.57. It's still early. You know, I, I want to be patient with this show. However, I mean, it's weird that a couple of shows are getting just like review bombed in the 1s and 10s. And so... This show has a crazy amount of ratings on IMDb at the 10 star and then a crazy uh-huh. amount of ratings at the 1 star. This happened with She-Hulk. Yeah. It happened with Miss Marvel. Uh-huh. and It's like fans battling each yeah, other. It's, and, yeah, and I'll say it. This is not a 10 star show. and This is not a 1 star show. And yeah. it's kind of weird that you know the rating system for IMDb, not for everything, but very select projects, it's becoming irrelevant to what that show actually is. You know, I, this is not a 10 star. It's not a one star. It's not like a fan off. Like it's basically, yeah. but it's becoming People a, are like active, like being activists on either side of themselves. It's becoming yeah. the, like specific shows are becoming review bomb wars, which is so weird and unfortunate because so many people work on these shows and you hate for them to just be degraded to just a battle in the con in the IMDb star yeah. selection, which yeah. is really weird. And so first off, right off the bat, I think James and I, it's good to put out there that we think it's awesome to have diversity in Middle Earth. I think it's great to be inclusive in the show. I think it's a good thing moving forward and a great decision by the filmmakers to make the cast more inclusive for all kinds of people. So I think right off the bat, it's important to say that. I think they did a terrific job and I think it was the best thing they could have done to make the show relatable for all kinds of people. I saw this um, review online where this guy said, as a black man, it's just amazing to see people who look like me in both Game of Thrones and in Rings of Power. And he said that he's just so so excited and happy to see that on screen. And that's what it's for. It's it's you know People need to see themselves in characters that they see on movies and TV. It's, it's really important to do that. So I think that being diverse and inclusive with the cast is a good move for sure. Yeah, that's why I'm like, let's not keep comparing it to the trilogy yeah. that Peter Jackson made with The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings. It's a completely different project. 
I'm just grateful to be back in Middle Earth, which is really cool to see some characters. A lot of these characters are canon, but also a lot of them are just kind of not canon, just something that the writers and creators came up with, which you with you which you understand. They're just taking what they had was for the rights to was the appendices of the Cimmerillion, I believe, and that's what they have the rights to, which is why they can't do Hobbits. So they, they don't have all the characters. Harfoots, yeah. they don't have rights to all the characters, but most a lot of them though. Like the Isildur, Galadriel, and then Elrond. But we're, we're lucky yeah. to be back in Middle-earth. You know, I'm grateful yeah. that there's studios making projects like this. It's really cool. It's a lot of fun. It has a def- definitely a different feel and tone than the previous Lord of the Rings adaptations we felt. But, you know, it's a whole different thing. It's a whole different beast. We have a lot of characters and a lot of storylines that they're trying to slowly develop. So I think we have to be patient with this show because it did a lot of bouncing around between maybe – six different storylines that are going on four four or five six different storylines that are going on not that the movies didn't do that as well but i think the, the movies just took a lot more time we spent a lot of time at first with isildur and what happened in the past but then we're in hobbiton for like 25 minutes so mm-hmm. i think it's just like i said just we got to enjoy it as most can't compare it too much to the previous films yeah and so i agree with you where it's it's i mean it's not a 10 the thing with the show is i'm not sure how i feel about it yet completely I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's amazing. And I, I'm kind of in this gray area where I think I need to see more episodes to really make a judgment call on it because they are establishing a lot of threads. Um, but right now, I just, I'm just i not totally in love with it. And I think uh, it's, it's moving a little too slow, and it, the writing for me isn't quite there. Uh, the script writing and the screenplays, the teleplays, I don't think they're... It's not as amazing as I wanted it to be in a lot of ways. It's still very good, but there are things that I think I was surprised the directions they took. Um, but I think give it the rest of the season to give it a real great judgment for, but for now I'm not, I can't, I'm kind of a little underwhelmed overall by the series. I'm maybe if I'm underwhelmed, it's to the point where this is a half a billion dollar show, but it kind of doesn't really feel like it, it. does. The visual yeah. effects are stunning it's really excellent. The acting overall is very good. The production design is the highlight of the show. I think I think the craftsmanship of the sets is really, really remarkable. They're really beautiful yeah, sets. Yeah, I agree, but I'm surprised how many of the digital sets they're using. Yeah. I thought they'd be a lot more there'd be a lot more practical sets like out in the world with this budget. Yeah. That's what I was expecting. Um so I was I'm a little disappointed that we haven't seen more sets in the real world like going to New Zealand like yeah. we did with the original movies because yeah, I, yeah. that's where a lot of that feel for Lord of the Rings get you get that feeling from and that's why I'm not a huge fan of the Hobbit trilogies for that reason because yeah. it's very digital and very CGI CGI looks great in this movie yeah for the most I, part it's very very good but I'm surprised yeah. how many of the digital backdrops they're using same with the House of the Dragon I was surprised how many digital backdrops they're using for that show as well Yeah, uh, but it's efficient filmmaking I get it And but for a half a billion dollar show I thought they'd go more into let's practical. go as practical as uh-huh. possible. The music is great by Beer McCreary. And like we already said, Howard Shore did the opening credits. It's so cool to have him return and like give the, his voice to the music as well. Uh, some cons for me. It got a, I got a little bored here and there with some of the dialogue going on. And I think for me, the elves are... What's going on with the elves is a little weird because they all have like Steve Harrington's here from Stranger Things. Well, it's... So for me, right off the bat, none of them really felt like elves. In Even Elrond. Gal- Galadriel's brother has like an undercut. Yeah. Uh, and I, was, I saw the undercut. I was like, why is it? It feels, I think they made the elves look too modern and contemporary. And it doesn't, it doesn't feel like fantasy 
in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I understand that they're doing a new, like this is uh, thousands of years earlier or in like the culture was different, but f- the contemporary looks uh, hair wise throws me off with the elves a lot. And also one of the elves, it was just like a side character. Um, I, I don't think I have his, I, yeah, he's just one of the elves that was doing the post. He was with Aaron Deere. Yeah, he had like a self London accent. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> What's that accent? So I think for me, for me, the biggest thing about the show that I'm kind of feel weird about is the the elves don't really feel like elves. For for me, I think Arendir, Galadriel, and the king they seem the most elf like. Yeah, they seem ethereal. Yeah, you know, of a different world. Some of the other elves, I was not getting that feeling from. They don't seem as wise as most of the elves from the other or how they're supposed to be. Yeah. So that would be like my one con to characters is. Only a handful of the elves actually feel like real elves yeah. in Middle Earth. Because it's like you get to realize that some of these people, some of these elves are like thousands of years old, and most of them are over a thousand years old, and they don't really feel like it. Whereas like uh, elves have always felt like otherworldly and like diff, like very different beings from you know humans or hobbits, and they just feel like kind of like godlike in a way. That's why I'm only I'm yeah. only getting it like I said from Galadriel and Aragorn yeah. mostly. So I, for me, I've been thrown off by the depiction of elves. But I think Galadriel is a great character. She's super badass. Best actress so far. And there's um, just back, best acting too. Her and Elrond seem to be the leads of the show so far. Galadriel's basically plot for these first two episodes that we're learning is she's on this quest for finding and destroying an ancient evil that has been halted by her king and then she refuses to be to receive the gift of eternal glory she's on this path of finding this evil because her brother died doing it so now she's taking up his oath that he had fulfilled to find the evil of Sauron basically and destroy it believing and knowing in her heart that it's still truly out there Elrond is pretty much being tasked with making a deal with the dwarves to build a tower for the elves to be able to create the best weaponry that they can because I think that maybe they foresee, some of them foresee a uh, future war coming. Uh, it's, it's interesting that the king is trying to tell everyone and gaslight everyone that there's no evil, but they're also trying to build this tower to make better weapons, yeah. which I found a bit odd. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Arondir and Bronin, they have this secret relationship. It's the first relationship between a human and an elf in centuries. They also discover these tunnels under this town that was destroyed, which are clearly being made by what we can assume are orcs. I believe that that was that seemed like to be an orc that attacked. Uh, yeah, it's, Brownin, it's the new Brownin, kind of orc. Brownwin yeah. and her I, that was her son, right? Brownwin's son. I think she. I think he's her son. It yeah. wasn't really clear because it, it, it's like, is he? Does she adopt him or? Did, I think. It, I think it was. Uh, I think he's I think her son. I think he's her son, and that orc was super creepy and disturbing. For so. me, that was my favorite scene of the of the show so far. So I'm excited for fight. more orcs. But I, my, I, what was confused? There were a couple of things that were kind of confusing writing wise for me. So for that, for an example, that orc that that one orc because she comes back to the town to warn them like this other village got destroyed. Uh, we're in danger. There's these crazy tunnel systems, and that village got burned to the ground. And no one believed her. And then she, when she killed the orc, then she brought the severed head. And like, now do you believe me, assholes? But for me, I was confused. Like, why was there only one orc? Like, why didn't that, that their village get attacked? Like, just that one orc showed up. Clearly, the tunnel system is under the village, but there was no attack. So I was I was kind of confused why there was only one orc that we saw. And like, what about like this? army of orcs that destroyed the other village like they she killed the orc and then the entire village packed up to leave and i, I was confused like wait i thought they were under, under attack or about to be attacked by orcs and why they build this tunnel system under this village and nothing really happened to the village True. so for me that was yeah. confusing 
I think one of the coolest parts of the first two episodes so far is Meteor Man. And who is yeah. this guy? <laughs> I think you might be right with your new I, your... I hope it's not Gandalf because I don't really want to see another in- interpretation. Gandalf Origins. Of, of Gandalf Origins. It's funny because you made that joke last week. Yeah. I, I, I'm assuming it's going to be you a You said wizard. sexy Gandalf. Sexy Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming What if it's, it's Sauron? It could be Saruman, I mean. It could be Saruman. And the thing with Saruman yeah. is, is he was a the, good he was, wizard. He came out first. He was before Gandalf. So it could be Saruman. Um, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see if this is a, a Maya, which is basically the species of being that yeah. Gandalf the is. Same wizard species. I think yeah. it's clearly this is because Gandalf was sent to Earth to help battle yeah. evil. That's basically, I'm assuming what this character is, is a wizard, is a Maya coming down to help fight evil. Maybe not be Gandalf, but maybe be some kind of other wizard type character. Yeah. I think I think it's I think you're definitely right. I hope it's not Gandalf. I don't want like a new interpretation of already, um, but I think it's I think you're definitely right. It's definitely got to be a wizard, a great wizard. And I think Galadriel's a great character so far. Her fighting sequences are incredible. Uh, she's clearly one of the greatest soldiers that the elves have. I hope that we get to see some of her magical abilities because Galadriel is one of the most powerful beings. Of all elves, just in terms of her magic, and you know, we see that here and there in the films, in the previous iterations, you know, where she she can speak to people in their minds with telepathy. She can feel people's thoughts, and I hope we get to see she's this great warrior in this show. But also, I want to see some of the magic that Galadriel possesses. I hope we get that. So I'm really excited to see where they're going to go with her character and make her a great warrior as well as a great elf magician in a way. Yeah, that would be point. really cool. Yeah, that, that would be cool. Also, I think it was smart to start with Galadriel voiceover, just like we were familiar with with the original Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. I think that was a smart way to start. How do you feel about the Harfoots? I think the Harfoots are cool. I think they're cute. Um, they have the charm that hobbits have, um, but they feel they're hobbits, but they're nomadic. Yeah, they're they seem to be moving from area to area, trying to not be discovered. Uh, I think it was really fun reveal for how they hide from outsiders. And then when the two travelers uh, move on, they all begin revealing themselves. I thought it was a really, really fun sequence. Yeah, and I think they had to do something different than Hobbits. Obviously, they don't have the rights to Hobbits, which is why they can't do them. But they wanted to make something similar to Hobbits, and Harfoots are in Tolkien's lore, briefly spoken about. And I've never craved blackberries more in my life. They look good. (laughs) Also, I think it's smart how they're already beginning to pair characters with one another. Like the Harfoots are paired with the Spaceman. Mm -hmm. And... So, and Galadriel's paired with this guy who was on the shipwreck. So, I think it, the writers are like, okay, we need to, we have so many cast members, we need to pair these major cast members together for their threads. And Nori seems to be a great character for the Harfoots, and she seems to have this, like, very Bilbo quality she's of very sweet. intense yeah. curiosity, yeah. which I really like. So, she's discover the sense of discovery. inquisitive. Yeah. Yeah. So- Exploration. Yeah. Also, we get uh, a little Isildur, so this is going to be an Isildur origin story as well. We haven't we haven't met Isildur yet. Isildur but we will. will be in the show. Yeah, he will be this in the show. This guy over here. Sorry. There's a lot of characters there in are. the show. It's, but- not, it's uh, nice to see Benjamin Walker back. We, he never really uh, made it in Hollywood. Uh, he was in um, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Mm-hmm. He's been in um, a bunch of good movies, but never really, you know, kind of made it as like a leading man in Hollywood. So it's cool to see him. He's in the heart of the sea. Um, he's in Jessica Jones. So glad to see him working. I think he's a very talented guy. Lenny Henry, I think, did a terrific job um, as Burroughs, one of the uh, Harfoots. Um, the dwarves. I'm not sure how I feel about the dwarves. I like Durin a lot. Like, yeah, they're cool. Um, but I didn't like how he was mad about the wedding the whole time. 
It kind of felt like a little soap opera-y. Yeah, I get, I get what they're doing. They're trying to show the difference in life perspectives of the elves versus dwarves, where 20 yeah. years is a lifetime for Durin, whereas for Elrond, he's like, is it, it's only been 20 years? It's him. It's like a, a day. Yeah, but I'm, just, I'm like... curious. Did he even get like a letter invitation to yeah, the wedding? Yeah. Because they didn't mention that. He's just mad you didn't show. I was just like, it, it would have been fine for a scene, but it, it was kind of dragged out that his anger at Elrond for not being at the wedding. It felt like a little I was thinking, too... like, did you send a letter? Yeah. Uh, did he wedding? even know did about he, the did, wedding? Did he get uh, the thing to put on the fridge? Yeah. Did he get a magnet? <laughs> Postcard. Yeah. So I was... Save the date. That, for me, I was like, how long is this this guy going to be mad at him for? So I was like... For me, it was like the writing at times was just a, a little soap opera-y. But I, I love the dwarf and... The dwarfs in their kingdom. Disa was great. Yeah. Durin's great. Very fun. Yeah, she's Back great. and forth banter. Really, really sweet... You show the you see the heart and love of the dwarves that they have for each other, and also the the pride they have for their building skills. I and like how, the kingdom; it yeah, looks great. How, how they use the mirrors, yeah. How Durin's not so quick to make the deal, and then also we get the glimpse at his father, who is the king, because Durin is just a prince right now. So the king is very skeptical of Elrond and what the elves want. So that was cool to see the dwarves because. We're clearly going to get some sort of a fellowship by the end of the season, probably. That's what I'm sure will be the the final episode will probably be the fellowship forming for whatever journey that Galadriel is going to lead them on. I don't think there's going to be a fellowship. I think Galadriel is going to be with um this guy. What's his name? What's Hold, the, Holdir? Hold, Holdor? Halbrand. Halbrand. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hodor. <laughs> Bunch of new names. Uh, I think she'll be with Halbrand for this entire season. Is my guess. Um, I don't think there's going to be a fellowship. I think that everyone's threads are going to be kind of isolated until like maybe they begin meeting in the second season. That's my guess. I wanted to see Aaron Deer do some action sequences. I- I'm kind of disappointed. He didn't, yeah, so we didn't get anything I, from him in the first two movies of, yeah. of two episodes of of fighting or anything. Because yeah. I'm really curious to see what this guy can do because he seems like a great elfish warrior. At the end of the second episode, the last time we see him is he gets captured. What I'm thinking are tree people or something like that. The 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 force comes and grabs him. For me, he's the elf that feels like the most like an elf in terms of personality wise and the ethereal quality yeah i think he's the most like ethereal seeming and most elvish he seems like the most elvish for sure out of all of them because even elrond he seems like just a guy the, yeah just a guy <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the steve harrington hair man yeah. it's throwing me yeah, off with the is, elves the hair is really throwing me off but, <laughs> but i think that i would have liked to see a little bit more action um it, i mean house of the dragon is also starting out really slowly but i think they're doing a better job with how they're doing it um, but there has been pr- plenty of action in House of the Dragon so far. There's been enough to whet our appetites. But I think for uh, Rings of Power, there, was, there hasn't been quite enough um, action um, or e- exciting sequences um, to get us like more invested in the story. Um, it, so I guess I would I would say I want more stuff happening um, in terms of like things like that. Um, but also another thing that I was just the writing kind of lost me is. That so the spaceman fell. And it's like this huge burning comet that like literally landed like right by the Harfoot village, and no one even was curious about like what what it was. Like it must have landed like pretty close to them, and I just I found it found it weird that nobody thought to look at it to go mm-hmm. find it. From so it there's is, there's been is. there's been moments in the writing where I've just been like kind of seems kind of forced to make things happen and to not like make things happen tv shows man yeah. tv shows gonna tv show that's all i'm saying yeah. like, i'm not gonna I'm, I'm being honest you know i'm just i want you you all know we, we don't bs here so yeah. i'm not gonna say this is a perfect show but yeah. there, there are moments in the writing that kind of take me out of it but i'm excited to see more episodes you know we're back in middle earth it's really incredible to see 
think the characters are starting to really wet our appetites for what's to come. Wet Galadriel, that I can't wait to see what's going on with her. Like I said, I'm I'm just more ex- I'm really excited for Arendir and see what kind of a fighter he's going to be like. See where his character goes. I was I was disappointed when he didn't fight what was coming. Anything, through the tunnel. yeah, yeah. I thought he would fight what was going. I thought come there was going to be a cool action sequence in the tunnels with him, was, like with like him taking out five orcs. I thought that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. I feel like I feel because like, he still could have gotten taken after killing a couple of orcs. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. I feel like they're just teasing the orcs, though. I think that's what they want. I, <clears throat> I think the tease is going on too slowly. Yeah, I wanted to see. I was like, oh, Arendir's about to mess these things up. Whatever's coming down that tunnel. Yeah, uh, we got a glimpse at a giant wolf. Which is probably going to be on the hunt for the oh Harfords. yeah 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 is the based, footprint based on um the it seemed like a sort of the book that he's reading it seems <laughs> to be some sort of maybe religious text for the Harfoots or it looks like an interpretation of the stars spir- maybe yeah spiritual text yeah which I'm really curious about as well but there's still so much to see so much to learn about this show it's early episodes one and two of a huge show. Let's be patient. And this is, uh, they're planning five seasons for the show. Yeah, they'll make five seasons yeah. for sure. They'll, they'll get it done. They, yeah, they are invested it. They'll, they'll make it happen. Um, in terms of first two episodes, I, I think House of the Dragon's done a better job so far. But this is a huge undertaking, Middle Earth and Lord of the Rings. So yeah. I'm going to be patient and enjoy it and just keep looking forward to future episodes, which I think will yeah. be coming out on Fridays now rather than the Thursday uh, early release okay. that they just had. So uh-huh. Fridays, then we'll keep doing episodes on Saturdays. So excited for this we have this in house of the dragon going on then andor's coming out soon so there's so much new shows to keep watching and start making content for yeah. so grateful to be back in middle earth yeah i excited think it, for I, the future of the show i think it has a lot of potential um but like i said it was kind of overall a bit of an underwhelming start but i understand that they're setting the stage for big stories so i think it it has a lot of upside and just i hope yeah. it's not gandalf <laughs> just give me Gandalf, some, sexy Gandalf words. Just give me Brandalf, like <laughs> <laughs> Brand Chad Delf, Chad, Ch- Chad the Wizard. Like I'll take that. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to stay tuned every Saturday for our Rings of Power review and recaps for all new episodes. House of the Dragon episodes will be out every Tuesday as well as all of our normal content Monday, Thursdays, and Sundays. Take care, everyone. Goodbye, y'all. This episode of Raiders of the Lost Podcast was executive produced by our Chosen One patrons. Luke Exelston, Tyler McFly, Darren Singleton, Anthony DeMeo, John A. Graz, Becca Keen, Cody Moen, Calvin Cam, and Lauren Smertz. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a mirror image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.